Okay, welcome to Queer Horror Cult, episode 28. Wow. Yeah, we're uh, getting on. <laughs> yes, we are. Do you think at a certain point it's going to get easier to figure out how to start these fucking episodes? <laughs> um, I can hope, but I feel kind of doubtful. Okay, because I feel like it hasn't happened for us so far. I will say I've actually started listening to podcasts and there are some that are fairly popular that they, they sound like that like us when they start they're like so we're recording yeah so i feel a little bit less bad because they're bringing in like thousands of dollars per month on patreon well that so helps. we must that's, be doing something right yeah that's not the worst <laughs> oh but uh, i guess we have sort of mixed things up we've uh changed where we're podcasting from we are now coming to you live from Alberta. Yeah, it, it's a change that we um, we saw coming, but... We don't welcome. We do not. We, no. It was a hope for the best, expect the worst situation, very much so. Yeah. For uh, those not in the know, or maybe don't have Canadian politics, just like... <laughs> Western Canadian Western politics, Canadian politics jammed up their not ass Toronto constantly. Toronto Canadian politics. Yeah. Um, we had an election here in Alberta, and there was a changing of the guard, so to speak, from... A very centrist party that had some leftist branding, but some, it was it was, it was, it was a, you know solid like social democrat kind of yeah yeah that um, made it very clear that they prioritize the safety and well being of LGBTQ plus youth by making it like legally mandated that students, if they wish to establish a gay straight alliance or similar kind of club at their school. They not only have the right to, but that the staff of the school don't have the right to just, like, out them to their parents with their involvement. Because people point out, well, you, just because they're involved doesn't mean they're gay or that they're trans or that they're questioning or anything. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that's not how it's going to be taken. Yeah. And given that queer youth are disproportionately and represented at the end of the day, homeless youth. Who cares if... if the 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 kids are or aren't gay outing anyone or trying to is fucked up and abhorrent. It's about parents' rights. It's like okay, well, you go, you guys claim to love privacy. What about the privacy rights of these kids? Anyway, um, so if you couldn't guess, our we we have a new government that yeah. is not. I'm gonna with I'm gonna sum this government up in in one sort of mental image to get in your brain. I want you to think of the movie Society. I want you to think of the end of the movie society, and I want you to imagine that when all the rich fucks are hanging out, shunting the shit out of each other into this big amalgamated blob, that right then, they decided to not unshunt and instead form a government party. Yeah, that would, That's be, basically, that would be the piss party. That is, that is the party that's in power. It's a giant... They're called the UCP, so it's like iCup, but like different, so I've, I've noticed people have just taken calling them the piss party. And I'm here for it. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they are the piss party. They suck piss. Anyway, um, so we figured... Given the political climate of fuck them kids with austerity measures, that is fuck fuck them gay kids, fuck them homeless kids, fuck them kids dealing with substance abuse addictions, fuck them like fuck all the kids and just a general fuck them kids with the lack of accountability or environmental protections or anything else. Futures, fuck yeah, fuck the future. Yeah, fuck them. It's like the porn parody of X Files fight the future that no one asked for. Yeah, but instead of, like, actual porn, it's this, like, you know, post-porn, like, it, it, it doesn't fuck bodies, it fucks your soul. 
Oof. That is a that is the grim reality of our existence now here in uh Alberta. Alberta. But yeah, this isn't a, this isn't an Alberta politics podcast, but I just want to give a quick plug that if you're either in Alberta or for some reason interested in our shitty politics, there is a great podcast out of Calgary called The Alberta Advantage that I mm-hmm. highly recommend. They just released a few days ago um, the sort of summary of the election and where our previous government shit the fucking bed with policy and everything. It's very cathartic to listen to. I highly recommend it. They have great analysis. And, and what's the episode called? I think it is actually just called like Welcome to Alberta or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, cool, it, It's cool. whatever their most recent episode is. At it's the like time of this recording, yeah, yeah. that's true. So, uh, yeah, like who could have seen this yeah. coming? So that's why this week's episode is Fuck Them Kids. Yeah, it, it's, it's appropriate to the climate, to the just the general rhetoric, I guess, of apparently a large amount of Alberta voters. Yeah, they, uh, they really, they're really down to clown with uh, stripping kids away of their rights and their, and their, their freedoms and their and future. And their opportunities and just like anything that makes life worth living. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so, <with laughs> so on that, that note... With that note, the first movie we watched was 2014's Cooties. From Spectre Vision. Starring Elijah Wood. Yep. Starring... Among others. Rain yes. Wilson. Oh, there were a lot of people in there this were, one. There, there were people in this one, all right? Yeah. Um, fuck, this was a funny movie. It was. It, it was unexpectedly funny in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, like from what little I knew about it, having seen um, on the Spectre Vision episode of The Core, which is on Shudder, we're still waiting for a second season, FYI. Yeah, shut her, um, get your ass in yeah, here. Yeah, that being said, it like it looked like it was pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. And like it'd be sort of sort of like a splattery fun kind of flick. But like this was like next level. Yeah, it's because it, it's uh, the non-horror stuff played like a comedy. That's true, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're into horror comedy, this is definitely more on the comedy side than mm-hmm. the horror side of things. Yeah, to the point, was, yeah. Yeah, kind of up there with like Ash vs. Evil Dead and like... Yeah. Um, we saw something else recently. I can't. I'm totally blanking on what it was, but same idea. Where it's a uh, splattery for sure, but in a very goofy, yeah, kind of way. Mm-hmm. So should do the. I guess the premise of this one, if you don't are unaware, is uh, it's summer school in so what's the place called? It's called like Fort Chicken. Or Fort Chicken <laughs> in Illinois or Fort Chicken, Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> it's a chicken farming town. If you couldn't guess, and so it's summer school ooh, with all ooh, these. Mm. That fucking opening sequence oh. with the chicken oh, it's farm. Oh, so gross. That the was disgusting. It was so gross. It's like, we're going to show you how he process a chicken into chicken nuggets. And it's like, And it's going to have like green slime in it and the kid's going to be too anesthetized by the television to notice that they're eating fucking like I'm going to chomp disease. down on this vein that's like, just stuck ugh. in this nugget. <laughs> it's like my worst fear. Like I'm so picky already when it comes to meat that like I have been put off before where I take a bite out of something and then like a fucking vein or like vessel or whatever. Like, oh, I'm just like squirming in my seat. You're just shivering. like, oh no, this was once alive. Oh no. And it's, I've it's, been reminded I'm of this. I a body and bodies are inherently fucking gross. <laughs> and yeah, I have to be reminded of this because it's not this like pure white meat 100%. That's the um, alternative dove campaign we're rocking. Bodies are inherently gross, well, they so are. get over it. <laughs> they Every, fucking are. We're, we're all disgusting, so why the hate? We're all gross sacks of meat that just, like, I don't know, are gross. 
and sometimes when we're, when we're eating gross things, we're reminded that they're gross, and it, 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 uh, it, it disturbs us, or me at least. Yep. So yes, Fort Chicken, summer school, delinquent children. Like grade four kids, though, I didn't know there is summer school for elementary kids. I don't know if there is, but yeah. anyway. Um, and this one get cut, comes down with the cooties and comes starts cooties. eating her classmates' faces and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, quickly, everyone, all the kids are turned into these zombie esque creatures that are trying to eat and attack the teachers who are like Just barricading eat and themselves. Kill all the adults, yeah, eat, who are barricading themselves in the school, trying to escape and figure out if this is a pandemic or is it just local is it just local or what's going on so and, and lots of um lots of fuck them kids action in it especially from from rain wilson's character oh my goodness rain wilson just i mean this feels obvious when i'm yeah. saying it but rain wilson just kills it whenever he's yes. on the camera oh yeah he's, he's, he's incredible no the cast all around did a great job mm-hmm. um I would like to give a shout out now when you're summing this up to the kid named Patriot. <laughs> I was going to say one thing that I've noticed. Um, I, it made me think of Jennifer's body too. Is in these like in the 2010s in a lot of sort of like horror comedies we start getting a whole bunch of 9/11 jokes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a little bit scandalizing, but that's what makes them funny. I think. Yeah. But yeah, what was it? The legend. He's. I'm, I'm. I was born in 9/11. I was God's gift, and that's why I'm gonna roll in the Marines and go and like. Then he says like very. He says some racist shit about Arabs and. Yeah, his fucking name is Patriot. It sets him up as the least likable human immediately. Yeah, to the point where Elijah Wood's like, yeah, that kid's a fucking dick. Like, yeah. fuck that kid. Yeah, that was an interesting thing about this movie, is all the parents, or parents, uh, teachers, had this attitude of, fuck the kids, like, they suck. Like, even before the epidemic happened, like, they yeah. were so done like, with oh, everything. I hate, these kids suck ass, and I hate them, and yeah. I hate my job. <laughs> and this is the worst. But then, of course, we actually get to the horror of it, where all these kids turn into little face-eating zombies, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, I-, I just love how the flip between fuck these kids, they piss me off, to fuck these kids, they're trying to kill me, it's just so natural. <laughs> it really is. It really doesn't even feel like that much of a flip. It's yeah. just more like a natural progression, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, there's definitely no, um like, moral or ethical dilemma taking place. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, fuck these kids. Now I have... It's almost like now I have an excuse to treat mm-hmm. them the way that they deserve or that I, I, I yeah. want to deep down. And there was this uh, one part where they end up having to dispatch a kid in this pretty horrendous manner, and everyone seems horrified by it. Like, you know, the reality of, like, oh, my God, we've just killed a child kind of thing. And then immediately uh, Leigh Wannell from, like, Saw fame just rocks up and is like, I'm going to dissect this child. Yeah. <laughs> and it just turns back into goofs, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely, like, recuperate any sort of shock and horror into the comedy mm-hmm. immediately without missing a beat. Yeah. If it's not in and of itself already fairly comedic which it is most of the time yeah because uh it takes a while for them to sort of turn the tables on the kids like at first Mm -hmm. it's them just trying to survive and escape and like yeah just like you know fair enough let's get it let's get to a safe area but then when they realize that they're totally fucked and they need to get out get out of dodge um we have 
a fantastic tooling up scene. If you're a fan of like 80s action movies and stuff, I think they explicitly reference that too. Mm -hmm. There's a great tooling up scene, like like in Evil Dead 2 when he's rigging up his chainsaw stuff. But here, what, what do we have? Rain Wilson with like an arm cannon baseball launcher, <laughs> something like that. And isn't it before that they're like in a music room and so they're like, here, you take the glockenspiel, you take the like yeah, triangle, yeah. we're gonna bash their faces in. Anything pointy, anything you can stab them with. <laughs> There's like, ah, oh, yeah, man, I don't think this is going to work. What does he say? He's like, go for the face. They're weak there. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're, right, because, they, you know, they're kids. Right, he was like, yeah, I've I've uh, I've played dodgeball with these kids for years. You got to go for the face. It's their, <laughs> their biggest weakness. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, one thing I thought was kind of great in this one was how they make the, the point about how little respect teachers get mm -hmm. in, in this country and i mean this was in america but like the in same Alberta the too. same fucking holds true here like i've already seen people putting out calls for let's cut teachers wages yeah and, and stuff like that do a hiring freeze even though we have a growing population yeah i've seen something like fifteen thousand new kids are entering the mm -hmm. school system next year and a freeze is the same as a cut if you're not maintaining yeah their needs um i've, I've seen some takes where it's like to deal with the uh big class size issues is let's pay teachers a hell of a lot less so we can hire more teachers for cheap and so what they and all it's burn just out like, and fucking kill themselves like, yeah yeah like how is that an acceptable brain genius <laughs> don't get me wrong i think this is like the worst fucking idea oh yeah and the people no, that they, are they, they, proposing they, it can go they fuck themselves fucking we're gonna fix the economy it's like okay did you know that teachers are part of the economy no, they only care to save jobs and austerity if it's their precious oil boys that they just want to oil Which up with their oil been boys. Which they've automating out anyway. Yeah. For decades now. So. And, yeah, not to get to Alberta <laughs> politics podcast again, but it's like, you can't save an industry that is not, it's not an insular Alberta thing. It's not like Alberta, the Alberta oil industry lives and dies on the economics of Alberta. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly how it was yeah, no, sold. It's very much a global thing, and our oil, compared to everybody else's, is shitty as fuck. Yeah. Compared to the stuff that they're fracking in the States, or to the, like, Gulf oil, our stuff sucks. It needs so much more refining. Like, it's just... It's, yeah. Yeah. So this, this segue is brought to you by Helberta Watch 2K19, where we're just going to tell you about... Alberta. This will probably come up again because it is bleak and depressing. Yeah. But how about we get back to, to the Cooties. movies we enjoy? Yes. Um, I assume I don't have to ask, but you liked this one. I sure did. Yeah. I'm guessing you did too. Oh yeah, it yeah. was it was great fun. It's given fine. how much we we're giggling like <laughs> like tools the entire time we were watching it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Cooties was just the uh, first of our triptych of, mm -hmm. of movies. Uh, next up, we watched an even more recent one that. Uh, I was gonna say gem, but I, I don't know what to fucking make of this movie in a I would lot call of ways. It a gem, confidently. Uh, it, it was fun, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we watched Mom and Dad from 2017. Now, I, you made an interesting point about how of like, because we watch a lot of fuck them kids movies on this podcast. Yeah, if you if you if you look back, we we had the children. Um, I would say. Uh, Don't Torture a Duckling is pretty fuck mm -hmm. them kids. There's us elements is of that in us. Fuck them yeah. Kids. yeah, like it. It's a little controversial subject that we keep flocking back to over and over again. Yes. But as you pointed out, among all that, this is probably the most decidedly fuck them kids of yeah, any of the movies. Like every other one, it's fuck them kids out of self-defense. Yeah. This one is just like, you know what? Fuck them kids. Like, mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. this is just what we're doing. 
and we have no yeah, discernible either, reason for it. We need to defend ourselves because the kids have gone evil, or the person that's after the kids is decidedly the bad guy, as in don't t- torture a duckling. Right. Um, whereas this one, it's just like, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can really say. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't give us any fulfillment or explanation or anything like that. It just like, oh, fuck them kids. Yeah. So the premise for people that don't know is, uh, well, it's one of those like the dust jacket to the video just kind of sold me on it and it's just like the movie doesn't really get deeper than that and that's okay like it doesn't need to but it's parents around the world at least around the city like yeah parents are starting to kill their kids like they just get this weird unexplainable i have to go kill my it's like an child urge. now it, and it's not yeah. just any kids their it's only own their own biological offspring yeah so if you're if you're a child but you're around someone else's parents you're fine they just, like, wave, like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Except for that one kid who kept getting the shit kicked out of him by... Well, that, but he, he was in the way of... Yeah. Like, he was defending the kids from the parents, so yeah. he had to be dispatched. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this that's... one had some great performances from oh, uh, yeah. Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair as the... Uh, mom the, and dad. The mom and dad, yeah. Um, Kendall and Brent? Were that their names? I think so. Yeah. But we're, we used to be Kendall, and I used to be Brent, and now we're just mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this movie was so full of, like, that, that middle-aged, like, parental existential crisis. Yeah. But in less of a su- superficial way, where it usually is just, you know, it's mentioned, like, oh, he's having a midlife crisis, he bought a convertible mm-hmm. or whatever, whereas this is actually, like, going into the meat of, like, this is why it's a crisis, and oh my god, I feel like shit, and my life yeah. fucking sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to see it from that perspective, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the like. You and said, it's such a goofy movie too. Yeah. With, yeah, this is not one that you expect to be deep in any way. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting it to be funny. I mean, it's billed mm-hmm. as a black comedy Absolutely. anyway. Like it's yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird because it does have those deep themes without presenting them as like look at how deep these themes are they just kind of creep up on you as you're watching them and it is it's very it's very suburban oh yeah i think it even says that on the on the cover they have a pull quote that's something about a suburban black comedy yeah whatever um but yeah the the mom and dad as they're kind of waiting for their kids to be smoked out or whatever (laughs) they're, they're, they're going after their their children but they're having a, a sort of, like, moment together where mm-hmm. they realize, like, yeah, you know, like, I don't enjoy my life. Yeah. Basically, as it is compared to what it used to be. We see that throughout with the, with the mom where um, she's talking about, like, you know, it's gone in the flash of an eye. You're, you have this, you give life and you think it's supposed to be this, this like, life-altering experience and it's not what it's all cracked up to be. And then before you know it, it's over. And yeah. your kids are shitty teenagers who want nothing to do with you. Yeah. And you've been mom their entire life. You have nothing left of your own identity or sense of self that's just for you. Yeah. And then you see that with dad, too. You know, he's working this shitty job and he's reminiscing about do, doing donuts in the woods with his girlfriend's titties in his face <laughs> <laughs> in his dad's car and shit like they that. They really milked that <laughs> that that, uh, the that that titty shot. They yeah, really they like, did. we're going to go back to this eight or nine flashbacks so many times. Um, yes, yeah, so it's this nostalgia, but 
beyond just that like oh remember the good old days it's it's also that like sense of existential despair that's like i don't know who i am i don't have mm-hmm. you know my identity is is so wrapped up in other people that i am terrified that i have no sense of self yeah outside of like my children and my family and my you know role as mom or dad yeah so that was really that was it yeah that was interesting to see and then um there is a classroom lecture scene in uh, the high school yep. with the daughter. These kinds of scenes, whatever's being lectured about, whether it's in university or college or whatever, it always seems to be like related to the plot in some way. Yeah, it's a way to kind of like hint at what's to come. Yeah, kind of or thing. the sort of symbolic themes yeah. or what have you. You know, we talked about a bit about this with the new Halloween where they're um, doing the lecture on Frankel's The Man's Search for Meaning. Right. And, um, I don't even in urban legend, you have the, the prof giving the lecture about the function of legends and as this like didactic, you know, passing on values and stuff. So anyway, in this one, the teacher is talking about planned obsolescence and this idea that, uh, well, you know, this capitalist thing where it's like, we're going to make a product that intentionally either becomes replaceable or just stops working (laughs) iPhones, um, (laughs) after a certain amount of time to force you to buy the new one. This is very efficient and mindful of waste, and it's a great way to be in this world. But then he brings up the point about how, you know, arguably, if there's no reason to change, then why would we? So maybe to some extent it encourages innovation. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, that's where things cut off with this lecture. So I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so is this movie, is, is, is what this saying either that, like, or potentially hinting at, is that by having children, we are creating our own, we are planning our own obsolescence, or are the parents recognizing that and almost, like, taking that back and making their, like, you know, planning their children's obsolescence <laughs> through their, like, annihilation? I, I like the the take on that, that um, the parents are realizing that they've basically planned their own obsolescence through mm-hmm. having kids and they're deciding not today satan yeah we're gonna re-seize these means of production yeah or something <laughs> but then what's great is that we find because I, I remember asking at some point in the movie because we see all these kids being killed but we're like well what about like parents of adult children yeah i remember you asked that yeah. early on and then it, like and then sure enough grandpa lance henriksen comes up i, I love that like he He's just, like, embraced this, like, I'm very old with white hair now, so I'm just going to be the fucking creepy killer grandpa in everything that I show oh up in. Oh, my God, yeah. It's so great. I love it. Mm-hmm. He, he does it well. Because, yeah, his name popped up in the beginning credits, and then we're I completely like, oh! forgot that he was in this by the time he actually yeah. shows up. Like, oh, yeah, he's in this. And so that, that was a nice, like, not surprise, but, like, almost yeah. reminder. It was Surprise-ish nice. thing. Yeah. It was good fun. But then, anyway, he shows up. Oh he yeah, never and finished sorry, he, he's Nick. He he plays Nick Cage's father. So they show up for dinner, like, oh shit, your parents are coming over for dinner, and we're trying to kill the kids. Fuck. And uh, then his parents start trying to kill him. <laughs> that was so, a great moment. Indeed, at, they fuck them adult kids too. Yeah, the movie was already goofy in a lot of ways at that point, but the, it just went fucking bonkers as soon as the other parents came up and it was just like a daisy chain of like of, generational like, fuck you yeah <laughs> yeah you. and it, it just got so over the top in the best way <laughs> yeah. um people always talk about the whole 
uh, cage rage thing, you know, when Nicolas Cage rages out in a movie. <laughs> he does that a lot in this one. He does. I beautiful. definitely saw, like, the priest cursor to Mandy. Yeah. In this, there, that big Mandy energy. Yeah, big Mandy energy. <laughs> I love it. But yes, cage rage, I guess, could also just be the pre-existing term for that. Well, you haven't seen tons of his, like, I haven't actually. famous movies. Like, you need to see stuff like Bad Lieutenant 2 and stuff like that. You just... Oh, yeah. It's sort of his... his I was going to say latter career, but I think it's just his career. Because, I mean, like, even <laughs> Vampire's Kiss has some great... I mean, that's the one that the memes sort of were born out of mm. when you look at the videos of, like, cage compilations. It's right. just, like, half of it is Vampire's Kiss. Oh, okay. I will have to see it. We will watch it. Deal. For our last movie, we went a bit further back in time. We watched one that uh, I've seen a few times now. Uh, yeah, the first two were both first-time watches for both of us. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this one a few times. This was a first-time watch for you. Mm-hmm. We watched 1976's Who Can Kill a Child? And who can? You had an interesting point about how, in contrast to the other movies yeah, we watched... Yeah, we almost should have watched this one first. Because yeah. this one asks, who, well, who can kill a child? It's right, it's right in the name, and... It's very much it the it's a slow burn to get to the fuck them kids. Yep. I wouldn't call it a slow burn movie, but comparatively it's like it it is a slow burn. I'd say and, it fairly like yeah. it takes its time building the tension. It does, for yeah. Sure. You're kinda like, what's going on here? Um, um But yeah, it, it who could kill a child? We can't we can't nobody can, you can't kill a child. Like that's kind of the crux of how the tides turned. It, yeah, exactly. And it, it has to and that's actually what helped me kind of predict what happens mm-hmm. in it. Because it got to a point where I'm like, okay, well in order to push the someone over the edge to kill a child or children, certain things are gonna have to happen. Mm-hmm. Stakes have to be raised. And here's how it's going to happen. And it did happen mm. that way. I don't want to get just like blatant spoilers of yeah. that. So in case you haven't seen it, but um, yeah, this one has a, a, yeah, asks you who can kill a child. And it's like, well, in the 2010s, turns out fucking everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> gladly. Yeah. It's because uh, this movie compared to the other one, it, it takes its subject matter very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very bleak, but not in a funny way. Yeah. The same way, like, Mom and Dad, I'd say, is pretty bleak, but it's 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 in a comedic way, at least. Yeah, yeah, whereas it's a very dark is, comedy. Yeah, whereas, this one is yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, without that veneer of comedy, it's a very serious sort of, like, I, I, I see why the question is posed in the way mm-hmm. that it is, where it's, like, the idea of children as innocent, and, you know, we have to protect them and all that kind of stuff, when the table is flipped and the children are attacking us who can kill a child yeah like we we can't protect ourselves because we have to protect the children but they're the ones attacking us yeah so we're we're helpless yeah against it because of our our morals and ethics and better judgment yeah so um what we get with this movie is a couple is vacationing in spain Mm mm-hmm uh, an English couple, they're vacationing in Spain, and they're gonna go to this little island that the husband remembers from... Like, 11 like, years ago yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, so... What was her name in the movie? Evie. Yeah, yeah, you, so you've got Tom and Evie, who is pregnant, 
at this uh, point, going on this uh, boat to this secluded island to it's get a away. Child free getaway trip. Yeah, yeah. Kids are back home, presumably. You yeah, that's an them, interesting take them. on it too, because uh, child free getaway trip, and that's like the opposite of what they fucking get. <laughs> that um, and she's pregnant, so it's like you know. there's there's a lot of references, like oh that little one in there. Yeah, um, but they go to this island that is when they first roll up, there's some kids fishing on the dock. But shortly afterwards, when they walk around, it's completely deserted. They, they, they don't see anyone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're not quite sure what the fuck is going on. Uh, and we, of course, realize that the children on this island are not what they seem. No, they are not. Actually, I'd say they're exactly what they seem. Because right at the beginning, that kid with the weird, like, That's true. mop haircut thing <laughs> is just, like, very sinister looking. Yeah, you can't look at my chum bucket of shit for fishing <laughs> yeah my chum bucket of shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm really into fishing if you couldn't tell i love seafood i feel like chum bucket of shit um would be a, a great uh slogan for people that were just recently elected you know <laughs> yes <laughs> just gonna throw that out there <laughs> not gonna name names that's but... an accurate take chum bucket of shit piss party love it <laughs> Uh, what did you think of this one? I liked it. Um, yeah, it was definitely, like I said, like a way slower burn, kind of yeah. working up to the stakes and everything than the other one. Um, this one definitely had, I guess, more questionable choices by, like, the Matt, what was Tom? Is that his yeah. name? Where he's like, you know, his, his wife can tell something's up. He's like, no. I can't tell her. She can't bear to know. It yeah. might hurt the baby. But then, like, he has her running without telling her why, and she, like, trips and falls on her stomach. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so this is fine and will not harm her or her pregnancy, yeah. but you can't tell her the truth because she might get the vapors and fucking, like... Yeah, he's very paternalistic he in that is, kind of way. He is, and it's like, this is not really good for your survival. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd just be, like, pissed as hell being like, okay, tell me what the fuck's going on. I'm not moving. And he's like, get out. Like, he's this close to, like, bitch slapping her being like, yeah. come here. Yeah. You have to just listen to me. And it's like, this is stupid. I know it's the 70s, but, like, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, like, putting that sort of, like... I know what's best. Trunking violent yeah, thing father knows on best. her. Yeah. Rather than by anything she's doing. Exactly. You know? Because she, she's pissed. She's like, Kate, okay, you have to tell me what's going on. No, this is fine. Uh, that old man that you just saw beaten with a cane. Uh, no, they were just playing. Like, he's yeah. gaslighting her. I mean, like, she's like, no, I just I just saw that girl beating the shit out of a guy. No, no. He, he was playing and he, he fell and scratched his head, so I carried him home. He was bleeding. Yeah. She's like, I, I he can was appreciate dead. where he wouldn't want to get into the details of, like, yeah. no, they turned him into a human pinata and yeah, okay. played that's, in his guts. That's fair <laughs> enough. But to be, like, you know, you can't expect someone to respond appropriately to danger if you don't alert them to the fact that they're in danger. Absolutely, absolutely. And that, that danger is not just you going fucking crazy. No, I agree with you for yeah. sure. I is so that, I didn't that just... find that at the behest of the plotting so much as it just felt like it made him an idiot of a character. Yeah. But I didn't think it was... For me, it didn't come across as, like, that's lousy writing of the character. It just yeah, made me think, sure. like, dude, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, no, it, just, it annoyed me more than anything. I didn't yeah. think that it was, like, it functioned as, like, like said, detracting from the plot Yeah, because there, there's a bit it, like, of a difference between someone in a movie is being an idiot and, mm-hmm. like, you know... It's Someone's being a fucking asshole. <laughs> by way of, like, the writing is poor, yeah. no one would do that. Or it's, like, wow, they wrote a really shitty character there, like, mm-hmm. but in, like... 
you know what I mean? His character is a dumbass by out of like function, not out of shitty writing. Yeah, not out of laziness. He just is. Yeah. yeah. That's him. That's Tom. Yeah, I'd say that sums him up nicely. Um, but yeah, this movie gets pretty fucking dark. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, fucked up things that go down in it. Um, there are, and the um, manipulativeness of the kids, and like you said, you know, we see them as innocent and weaponizing that innocence. Yeah, we see that done, especially at the end. Yeah, but throughout, uh, it's one of those things where this movie is fairly unseen. So I don't really want to say mm-hmm. how that happens in the ending, because yeah. uh, I remember that as this movie kept going, the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. It just kept raising the stakes more right. and more. Um, and I really liked having that experience. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate that. Because uh, it got a DVD release in uh, North America like a decade ago or something, and mm. then nothing until just last year when Mondo Macabro put it out in like a limited edition. I think they have a regular version now, so it is available, but it's not from, like, your big, I'm going to go down to the Best Buy, and it's just going to be sitting right. on the shelf kind of thing. Sunrise Records, HMV, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's worth uh, seeking out, though, if uh, you're a fan of that sort of, like, I, I think I mentioned this, I loved how dark some of those 70s movies would go. Like, mm-hmm. they just had this sort of bleak tone. Yeah. It's funny, in uh, film studies... Uh, I took it over the summer, so it was a smaller class, and part of our assignment, uh, of our, like, course assignments of the year was we had to each sign up for a different topic and give a presentation on it, and there was a list of topics just enough to match the amount of students in mm-hmm. the class, right? Uh, I heard up and I signed up for 70s movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I picked, I'm gonna do the 70s, and my entire presentation was on how fucking bleak, like, what's going on that's making this sort of bleak kind of, uh, like I looked at like straw dogs and taxi driver Mm. and just these movies that have this sort of dark, almost existential kind of we're fucked (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing. And, um, Oh, if I'd seen this, uh, back when I was doing that, I definitely would have have included this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the ones you mentioned are more like North American or even American. So then this one's Spanish. Yeah. So it shows that, uh, I would have thrown it, it in as a, a contrast because it was specifically talking about like mostly American 70s right. film. Like it was supposed Fair to be enough. pointed that way. But I would have included this in contrast to show that this isn't a distinctly American like phenomenon. phenomenon. If anything, I'd say America maybe is a little late to the game to it because mm-hmm. you see some movies from like the late 60s and stuff out of uh, like Italy and Spain and all that stuff. You've got plenty of that yeah. dread going through it. Like I think uh, even the director of this, a movie he did several years before the house that screamed has uh same director it has that sort of bleak tone throughout and one of those endings that you're just like holy shit did they just go there okay it's another one of those ones that i love i remember uh it was a blind watch uh Mm -hmm. when uh, scream factory put it out and i didn't know anything about the movie other than it was by the same guy right and so it's like okay that's that's good enough for me yeah and like by the end of it i was just like oh oh buddy (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's actually a little while ago I watched it that I don't actually even remember what happened in the ending hmm. too much, we'll so I'm looking forward to watching it again. So that'll be my unrelated recommendation for mid-episode, is we should watch The House That Screamed. Deal. <laughs> cool. Yeah, this one's interesting in that it's kind of, I guess, almost like the reverse concept of Mom and Dad, where in this one the kids just for some reason start killing their parents and or any adults. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas in the other one, it's the parents specifically are killing the kids. Yeah. And in both cases, um, there's speculation of like, what could be doing this? And of course, everyone immediately goes to like, there must be, it must be a like biological phenomenon. Something is happening to make them turn against their, their most primal instincts. And yeah, so that's, uh. Interesting. I know. I, I remember we were talking a bit about this with uh, mom and dad in particular, because I, because yeah, it's this, this idea of that it's instinctual to protect our young, to yep. protect our children. You have to protect the next generation. You know, evolutionarily speaking, there's a reason that the like um, adrenaline responses is different in male. Well, just I don't know this is very like reductionist to say, but like males versus females, mm-hmm. where you know men or not men, but like assigned male at birth, male-bodied, whatever you want to call them, people, um, their adrenaline will spike more quickly, mm-hmm. and but it'll also go down more quickly, so they can get an immediate sort of, like, fight back if needed. Mm-hmm. Whereas for female, assigned female at birth, female-bodied, whatever, again, language you want to use, I'm not sure. You always hear which one is, like, correct or most correct. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it takes a little bit longer to spike, Mm-hmm. But then it, it kind of lasts for a while. So mm-hmm. I remember when I was taking self-defense, they um, talked a bit about this. And, you know, giving an evolutionary example would be if, um, I don't know, something came, some saber-toothed tiger or whatever the fuck came and found the cave that a tribe of caves people was living in. And so the men immediately are like, yeah, we're going to fight this thing. And the women and children are sticking back, st- kind of sticking back being like, okay, okay, this is kind of freaking us out. And so their adrenaline's rising, rising. So it gets to the point where if the males cannot neutralize the threat or whatever, they can book it the fuck out of there mm-hmm. and survive because evolutionarily they're more valuable insofar mm-hmm. as maintaining the species. Mm-hmm. You know, the way they put it is like, you know, if you, if you have a tribe or a group, whatever you want to call them, get decimated and there are only 10 people left. If you have one man and nine women, they're going to be fine. If you have nine men and one woman, like they're, they're done. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, back to, so this, yeah, this, this is evolutionary. It always goes back to this where it's like, well, we can't go against our base instincts. And if we, da- if we are, then there must be something severely wrong here. But then we were talking, it's like, well, okay, I guess on a literal like life and death death immediately level of with if there's a threat present or whatever okay i'll i'll believe it but to get back to politics our parents are consistently not our personal parents but like our parents generation is consistently making sure the earth fucking incinerates itself making sure that our standard of living and quality of life is consistently going down in the toilet while they're hoarding wealth and taking away funding for education, taking away funding for healthcare, taking away funding for all these things that are so crucial to their children's survival. So how can we say so that how this can we instinct say, is true? Yeah, how can we say that normally this instinct is being followed when it's clearly not? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them vote with it, and that sort of like, got mine, fuck you, you know, I can pay for my kids' healthcare, it's fine, but fuck yeah. the rest of yours, kids. But it's like, no, a lot of the times that's not even the case. So, so something gives here, guys. Yeah. I, I think... Um, I don't need to work on it a bit more, but maybe I'll get, like, a Nobel Prize or something for, like, disproving this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, Not to get ahead of myself here or anything. Yeah, it was very good. I was worried that we had a Jordan Peterson in the studio for a second there, but you really recouped it at the end. <laughs> um, With fuck them kids. <laughs> uh, fuck that guy. 
Yeah. Oh, crap. I was going to say something and it fell right out of my head. It's nice out. It's warm. It's it springtime. It I don't want to like... use my thoughts and brain. Yeah, no, I finished, I finished, uh, in class yesterday i'm on a two-week break now so it's like i don't want to i want to critically think <laughs> why would i do that <laughs> i'm not getting credit which it, it, i find is funny given that it's you saying that because I, I, like I, i'm saying it with the i know, I know. but like when we're face. earlier we we're going for a walk and uh, i asked if you had any talking points for this episode because we're planning to come back and record it and you just like immediately or just like with this huge pile of like <laughs> so critical discourse. So existentialism, so like Yeah. Yes. Short answer. Which is great. Gives us something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um because I see that this episode's probably gonna be a bit of a shorter one. Yeah. Compared to okay. a lot of them. But that's okay. They can't all be winners, you know. Mm-hmm. Um short and sweet. Mm-hmm. So should we do the recommendations, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. I think uh, I think we covered everything we were planning on talking about including all of our tangents about halberta oh halberta <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um cool cool you want to go first sure um yeah i didn't want to recommend something that we've already talked about mm-hmm. because it all just still seems so recent mm-hmm. so uh and we've already done that a lot on this we show have, so yeah so um one of my favorite fuck them kids movies I'm going to do a John Waters recommendation again and say Female Trouble. Oh, yeah, from 1974. Glad you remember that. Hey, we're recording this on John Waters' birthday. Right, yes. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Trash Daddy. (laughs) Yes. Pope of Filth. We worship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We grovel at his throne. But yeah, that that, that, that one um, is at least fuck this particular kid. Yeah, the relationship (laughs) between Don Davenport and Taffy. His daughter Taffy. Yeah. Oh, good God. It's, it's, uh... It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. In that very trash John Waters in, kind Yeah, of in way. that way. That's like, this is horrible, but it's John Waters, so I, I can't, I just can't bring myself to be offended mm-hmm. by, like, anything he does. I know. Like, I feel like so much of the stuff, it's like, if this was not... If the... this was anybody else, I would be probably, like, a little bit, like, But he outraged. has a way of doing it that's just, like... It's so hard to be offended by a John Waters is, movie, even just... though, like, I'm talking, like, movies like Pink Flamingos and stuff like that here, which are, like, so offensive, <laughs> but it's just, like, I can't be offended by them. I, I, just, I just love can't. them. I just I just laugh and laugh and yeah. just have a grand old time. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, good choice, good choice. Uh, I, not too long ago, picked up the Criterion release of that. Mm. Uh, so they restored it, made Ooh. it look all pretty, so I'm looking forward to rewatching that. Oh, yeah. Um, my recommendation is 1984's Wild Beasts, and I am not saying why. You just need to see this fucking movie. Okay. It is so good. Okay. I will give a warning that there is scenes of animal violence in it. Okay. That is the reason that I don't, like, blanket statement be like, everyone needs to be issued a copy right. of this movie. That's fair. Um, know your limits. Respect them. But, yeah, it's, uh... If you can handle extreme cinema and are kind of used to that Italian brand of extreme cinema, Wild Beasts is just... Mm. Okay. Yeah. Have to watch it. Take your word for it. Yeah. Well, I'm always down to watch Wild Beasts. <laughs> Sounds like um, it. So, shit. I guess that'll about do it for us That's here. It for us! Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to keep saying it because I'm just going to keep saying it. If you haven't done so already and you like what we're doing, maybe give us a rating or a review on iTunes or whatever. Because that shit, platform you use. That, that shit nice. helps us out. Like, I don't even know if you can give ratings on Stitcher, to be honest. I don't know yeah, how that I, one works. I, I've never used it. We're on Stitcher, and that's about where I'm at. So yeah, no so shade to, to Stitcher users. we already have reviews, and that's where all our listeners are. And we're just assholes. Yeah, we're just assholes. <laughs> well, I mean, we're that's a Apple given. Apple product using assholes. Yeah, with our planned obsolescence. Yep. Um, otherwise you can find us on social media we're on twitter at queer horror cult yes we're on twitter in that you know like i check it every couple days i need to get better at that i check it when i want to get a notification yeah (laughs) um we're on instagram all the time yeah we are we're on instagram a lot i've noticed (laughs) (laughs) um cool so as the old saying goes take it easy keep it sleazy And fuck them kids. (laughs) (laughs) I like it.